0: are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Capps. We're back again, and my daughter Annette is with me again on the broadcast. I've really enjoyed having you with me to teach, you know, to bounce this thing off of somebody else and get their comment on it. I'm really excited about the Word and what we're going to talk about today because we're going to talk about the power of words. And uh, over the last 30 years, after I tapped into some of this revelation, I've learned a lot of things, and I know you have too. You were there when I got a hold of this Word, and I know a lot of people looked at me like What has happened to him, you know? And uh, like the fellow said, nothing but the Word of God. I mean, what's got into you? Just the Word of God. And I believed it to be true. So we're going to talk about the power of words. And I want to read the scripture in John chapter 1 that is really a powerful scripture. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. And that you've heard people say this. Well, these faith folks just try to make the Word God. (laughs) Well, why in the world would we try to do that? Here it says, in the beginning, the Word was with God. The Word was God. So why would we try to make it God? See, God's Word is God over every situation, every circumstance in life. If we would just keep it in our mouth, get it in our heart, and believe it, Dare to say and believe. Jesus said if you had faith as a seed, you would say. Uh, the problem is some folks don't have faith as a seed. They say, well, I'm trying to have faith. Well, you don't get faith by trying to have. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. And Paul said in Romans 10, it's in your mouth and in your heart. And then in 17, he said, so then faith comes by hearing. So if it's in your mouth and in your heart, seems like he's saying if you get it in your mouth, it'll get it in your heart much quicker than hearing somebody else say it. Anyway, let's read this again. In the beginning was the Word, the Word with God, the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Him who? Him the Word. And without Him, without the Word, was not anything made that was made. Now that's how important understanding God's Word is. Now you understand we're talking about God's Word now. All things were made by him, the Word. Without him, the Word, was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. You know, David tapped into it. He said, the entrance of the Word bringeth light. Because the Word is with God. The Word was God. It's the same as if God were in you when the Word abides in you. But it has to abide in you. And then he goes on, the light shineth in darkness. Darkness comprehended it not or could not prevail against it. Then we come over to verse 14, says, The Word was made flesh. I think the Greek says, The Word took upon itself flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld his glories of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Then down to verse 16, And of his fullness have we received grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So the importance of words is laid out right here, so vivid till it would be hard to misunderstand
1: that. That's true. It reminds me a few years ago, a woman that I had just met came up to me and she said, you know about the Bible, don't you? I mean, she knew nothing about me. She said, I just have the impression you know something about the Bible. And I said, yes. She said, is there anything in the Bible anywhere that talks about the importance of your words and what you say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> and I just had to, <laughs> I had to laugh at that. I thought, of all the people in the world that she would ask that question to, she asked me, which, of course, you've been teaching this for years, And so I just opened my mouth, and I gave her several scriptures, and she said, thank you. She said, I have a friend who has her doctorate in theology, and she told me there's nothing in the Bible about the power of your words or what you say. And she said, I just knew, because I hear people saying all the time things like, that just kills me, that tickles me to death, uh, that just provokes me, that burns me up. And she said, when they say that, it upsets me so much that i just say, don't say that, don't say that. Whatever you do, don't talk like that. And she said, they all look at me and go, why? (laughs) And she said, now I can tell them why they shouldn't be saying those things. Because the Bible is full. The Bible is the Word, and it's full of the importance of our words and God's Word.
0: This is the manufacturer's handbook. And we've been created in his image and in his likeness. You only have to go back and read Genesis 1 to find out how he created And God said, and God said, and God said, and God said. Ten times in Genesis 1, I believe it it says, God said. You know, why didn't he just say God said and say all the things God said? He wants you to get a hold of the fact that God released his faith in words that brought creation. Let's put it this way. His words were containers that carried his faith out there into the darkness and called light out of darkness and created everything you see. Everything you see was created with words. Everything starts with words. Somebody started with words about this table. Let's build a table. Somebody said, how big? (laughs) And then it started with words. So the importance of words and how it's used here in Colossians. Let me read this scripture. In verse 12, it says, Give thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet or able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. Oh, that's good news right there, isn't it? How do we know he did that? Because of his word. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, in Jesus, in other words, for by him were all things created, things that are in heaven, things that are in earth, visible, invisible, whether they be thrones, dominions, principalities, powers, all things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist." In other words, Scripture says in Hebrews, He upholdeth all things by the word of his power. In other words, it tells you where his power is. It's in his word.
1: Well, Hebrews 4.12, of course, says the word that God speaks, or the word of God, is quick. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. That's pretty sharp. That's pretty quick. That's pretty powerful. And if God's word is that quick and that powerful then when we give voice to his word, we are releasing the force of energy of God's own word. We are releasing him on the earth when we speak his word.
0: It's not only quick, it's live, a living alive. substance. And, you know, the thing that I saw in that a few years ago was the fact that the word of God is quick and powerful, sharp as a two-edged sword, discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Mm-hmm. The word can discern the thoughts and intents of your heart every time you hear it. That's the reason you can listen to this tape of this broadcast ten times in a row, and it'll minister something to you different every time because you have different thoughts, different intents, and the Holy Spirit takes that Word, same Word, and ministers to you in a different way. You cannot exhaust the Word of God. Somebody said, well, I've read that. Read it again. You know, quote it, proclaim it, get it out there, speak it out of your mouth but it discerns the thoughts and intents of your heart.
1: Well, how many times, being raised in church, have I read the Bible from cover to cover, and yet it wasn't until about, was it 72 or 73, that we heard the message of faith and about the power of God's Word and about the importance of our Word. And here we read the Bible all these years and never got it, never understood that principle of the Kingdom of God, that your words are powerful.
0: Yes. And you know, Jesus was called the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word. Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. He is still the Word of God. He'll have Word of God only when he comes back. He was the personification of the Word. The Scripture says the Word took upon itself flesh and dwelt among us. So the Word of God is equal to God when it comes to circumstance and situation. I'm talking about God's Word that he has spoken, promise of God. And this is made very real. Turn there and read from Romans 10, where it starts talking about Christ as an end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth.
1: That's Romans 10, verse 4. It says, For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Moses describeth the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise... Say not in thine heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is, to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is, the word of faith which we preach.
0: Yeah. Now, he says the righteousness which is a faith wouldn't say that We'll have to get Jesus back in his physical, flesh, blood, bone body so he could minister to us, get us healed, or to help with our finances. But he said, what does it say? He says, the word is as close to you as getting it in your mouth and speaking it into your heart. Now, that's what he's telling you, the word of promise. It's first in your mouth, then it gets in your heart. Now, that's where it works. Faith works in the heart. If you read a couple verses down, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. Uh, The word salvation there doesn't mean just be saved. It's an all-inclusive word that means deliverance from temporal evils, preservation, healing, and soundness, total prosperity. In other words, you can believe with your heart and be born again, but if you want to be delivered from temporal evils and healed and all of these things while you're here on earth, better get your mouth in motion. He said, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, Jesus is Lord. Believe in thy heart, God raised him from the dead, you can be saved. So you confess Jesus is Lord. But if you want deliverance, preservation, and healing, get your mouth in motion, speaking, quoting, and proclaiming what the Word said about you. And that's what these little god created power booklets are for. They're workbooks. You confess the Word until it gets on the inside of you, and it creates an image
1: there. You need to take your own words, your own tongue, your own mouth, and say God's Word until it builds the faith on the inside of you Till you reach that point that you believe that what you're saying has come to pass.
0: Yeah, and we're out of time, and we want to make an offer this week that I believe will be a blessing to you.
1: Well, this is one of my favorite series. It's called Words, Faith, and Things. It's offer number two two five one. And it's a two-CD series for $12 plus $4 shipping and handling. And you can call our toll-free number at 1-877-396-9400 or go to www.charlescaps.com. And these two CDs are some excellent teaching, talking about how your words can affect the things in your life to either bring what you need or to change any circumstance.
0: Words, faith, and things. God's Word produces the faith for the things that God has already given you. See, I'm not talking about trying to get something God doesn't want you to have. God's Word produces the faith for the things that He's already given us. Belong to you. But you have to make a demand on it by faith. You make a demand by faith. Faith demands what belongs to us based on the authority of the Word. You're only limited to what you can believe based on the authority of the Word of God. So take the Word of God, confess the Word until faith comes. Then after faith is abundantly in the heart, you speak words with authority that absolutely will change circumstances and situation. But the first stages of it is causing faith to come and renewing your mind. It'll be a blessing to you. i tell you what, I've enjoyed this. And we got to go until tomorrow. This Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com.